Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Smoke and joints is I don't know how to blow. Oh, I guess you blow it out with the smoke. Your hemp wick? Yeah. Uh huh. I panicked. <laughs> I'm holding too many things. The panic hemp wick. I remember the first time I used hemp wick and I had no fucking idea what was going on. I was like, wait, what? And it's what now? Right. It's I great get that. though. I like it. Yeah. Uh, what? It feels, what's the opposite of inclusive? Exclusive? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But do you mean like elitist? Elitist. That's the word. Yeah. It makes it, I think it's because of my introduction to the hemp wick that I'm a little bit averse to it because I was, I was, um, flame shamed. Whoa. It's a good way to describe it. Flame shamed. I was flame shamed. What asshole flame shamed you? Oh, you're using a lighter? I would never. The flavor, the butane. You got to use a hemp wick. Give me that. Let me show you. Like, you know, the approach was a flame shaming, and that really drove me uh, away from the hemp wick. That's so funny. Yeah. I just, that reminds me of a post that I just saw too where it was like, you know, all those posts that are going on right now. Archie, what are you doing? He's so clicky right now. Sorry. That's okay. Let me take his collar. Come here. There we go. All right. Um, some, you know how the that whole thing is going on, where it's like if you if you did this or if you had this, you don't need the vaccine. Oh yes, you of know? course. Like if you drank at like Slim Steakhouse Saloon in the '90s, you don't need the vaccine or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw someone post if you've smoked out of these, you don't need the vaccine, and it was like all of those fucking dab rigs that we used to like torch. Mm-hmm. You know, great, great throwbacks. So intense, like that was such a different time, not that fucking long ago. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, those those memes are also elitist. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. It's true, well, but I, I but they're funny. I don't need to. I don't need to comedy police anyone. Some of that shit's funny as hell. I sure. just I just want to get back to the hemp wig. I just my first experience with it, some someone's approach was not good. They flame shamed me. And mm-hmm. so now every time I use it, I feel like I'm wearing a monocle and looking around like, aren't I somebody special for this? Yes, let me put my hand in my vest and take out my pocket watch and see, oh, it's 420. I'm puffing out of a pipe and then I have a joint and then I have a bong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not elitist. It's a great way to go. I really like it so much. And I could taste this fucking lovely joint really nicely with it. So thank you for that. This is that late grade, baby. That late grade. Shout out late grade. Thank you fucking late grade for giving us all of the great fucking weed just stocked up on a bunch of um sativa (laughs) lemon sour diesel for new year's to rock and roll and ring that new year in in a in an active and energetic way (laughs) (coughs) oh it's working already oh man (coughs) sorry but you did say lsd and we should um we should go into a little deeper than that. Lake Grade is a dope, sun-grown organic cannabis company. Yep. And Grown LSD. craft cannabis under the skies of Lake County, California. Mm-hmm. Yes, sorry to interrupt you. LSD. And LSD is what I'm going to do on New Year's Eve, Yo, baby. Lemon sour diesel. And the- acid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. The THC will really enhance the experience. I think so. It makes it kick in quicker. Yep. And that's not... I'm not a scientist. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember the first time I ever ate uh, mushroom uh, chocolates with weed. 
And I'd taken like a 10 milligram THC gummy and then I ate the chocolates. And then when the chocolate, I was like, oh. Yeah, it's the uh, it's activator. It's an enhancer. Totally. It's a beautiful enhancer. It's really a very interesting time. It feels like I'm Voltroning when I <laughs> smoke after I take psychedelics and then mm-hmm. I smoke. It like It's like that activate on. Oh. <laughs> That's really how it feels. I can't make car noises. I don't know how that works. That's okay. The Voltron noises. Sorry, everyone. I'm so sorry. You didn't like those? <laughs> I didn't grow up making car noises, so. Would I you make sled sounds? I guess I'm not good at it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm good at that. Canadian sled sounds. <laughs> I could do probably like some wood chopping sounds, <laughs> some fly fishing sounds. <laughs> I just can't do robots now. Oh man. <laughs> Thank you, late grade. <laughs> that was a great joint. Um, and also, I would just love to say right now that uh, please support our show by supporting our sponsors, Yo. like late grade and anyone else who has worked with us this year. Thank you so much for all the support we've had. And if you love weed and you love some of the people we shout out and support them, that means you're supporting our show. That's what's up. So what is it, like holidays for 30% off? Correct. Nice. Link in bio. At, if you go to at weed and grow. Who's he? Who? Who's link in bio? <laughs> Yay, weed. <laughs> uh, at, uh, on our Instagram bio, there's a link where you can click on it. And if you're in California and you're within the Ease Delivery area, you will get Ease uh, Delivery of Late Grade right to your door. Holidays 30 is the code for 30% off. It's so good. And Days is with a D-A-Z-E. Mm-hmm. I love this weed. I feel good right now. The Wait. sativa is going to be rocking and rolling. It's going to be an N-Y-E-L-S-D. Know Whoa. what I'm saying? boop dee boop Boop, yeah. That's me doing disco. You are. Boop, <laughs> boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. Oh, what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? <laughs> it's loose as hell. It's a loose moose. It is a loose moose. Yeah, this is a podcast about cannabis, comedy, cooking, culture, calling shit out, and having a great fucking time. Fuck yeah. That's and exactly the getting point. Getting through this year with you and all of you listening. Yes. Fuck yes. Same, same. Yeah. It's the first episode we did of 2020 on Jan 1 was called Loose Moose. <laughs> and a fresh diaper. And a fresh diaper. Right? For New Year's Eve. Yeah. Because, uh-huh. um, you know, Cause the, the old baby. Man baby. The old man baby goes away with a full diaper. And then we get the little baby baby with a fresh with diaper. With a fresh diaper. For the new year. Which yeah. got really shit in. Yo, that baby shat a lot in that diaper. 2020 has got a full fucking diaper on its way out the door. <laughs> it's like hauling a trash bag behind it. Just full of poop. What the fuck? That baby couldn't, it never could learn to walk. That baby it is was just, just crawling. That baby has like a parade float of poop behind it. It's just, sorry, 2020. Streaking the earth. You never had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> that, that shit got bad early and it stayed bad and it's still bad. But we're going into a new year. That baby had diarrhea oh for 365 God. days. Loose. Listen, I was at the beach when last week sometime and this dog <laughs> like ran out of the seawater where it had been playing and it whoa drag racing your neighborhood's wild man yeah it's your neighbors a, and your drag race outside only fans and engine revs i live i live in fast and the furious you truly do. It's, it's all about family <laughs> i was gonna say though this dog ran around in the seawater played a bunch and then ran up onto the beach and it did this crazy like just out of its butthole water squirting like insanity (laughs) it's with something that my sister calls the green apple quick step (laughs) which is when (laughs) 
a dog has ingested like green apples, for instance, or a lot of seawater, and it just like shoots liquid out of its butthole. Oh, it goes straight through the pipe. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's sort of akin to what 2020 has been. <laughs> the green apple two-step? Mm-hmm. Qu- quick step. Quick step. Green apple quick step. 2020, home, uh, yes. <laughs> home of the green apple quick step. <laughs> yep. Fuck. Yeah. But we, we did it. We got through. Yeah. This is the year that weed was declared an essential. Nice positive moment of 2020. That is one of the things that happened in 2020 was that cannabis was declared an essential. Damn. Isn't that fucking amazing. Wow. Like for all of the insane things that we've dealt with this year, that was truly one of the most incredible when the pandemic fucking hit and everyone was like, oh no, we need, we need cannabis to be available. That's medicine and it's beneficial even if you just use it fucking to unwind. We all need it right now. Yes. Yeah. Essential. Uh, Essential. See, I'm doing like Italian. Yes. Italian hand. Yes. Waving it around. Waving. Nobody it. can see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a bright spot, you yeah. know. Like if you're gonna poke some holes in the can to let some sunshine in, then that's a nice ray of sun to come through. Hell yes. What's the news this week? Because I know, I know what it is, but like it ties right into that. The news is that you're being raided by the helicopter I that's know. over your apartment right Jane. now. Evidently, I know someone's coming for us because. Fucking hell. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I know I'm on some lists, but if we don't get to do a final <laughs> podcast of 2020 before the CIA comes swinging on ropes <clears throat> through the windows, I'm going to be so mad. Like, at least let us hit upload first. Totally. I think they're outside with their um, little listening devices. And they're like, we'll give them, we'll give them half an hour. We'll yeah. give them half an hour. Let them go. <laughs> okay. News. You're so right. Because the fucking news that we just were checking out, um, this story comes from Leafly. Mm-hmm. Our Grublet Gazette, our final Grublet Gazette of 2020 is a great story. That is that marijuana sales daedle, 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 the marijuana sales, <laughs> really stoned, the marijuana sales data reveals that Americans bought 67% more weed to survive 2020 than in 2019. So they've spent, Americans spent nearly $18 billion on weed in 2020. And I believe this is just legal markets, like adult use and recreational, or adult use and medical Mm -hmm. um, sales data. traditional. Not traditional, not legacy. Non-traditional, Not illicit, not black market, whatever you want to call it. This is just like legal sales of cannabis in legal recreational slash adult use and medical markets 18 bills 18 billion i don't even know what how much money that looks like it's so it's stacks fat stacks fat stacks fat stacks of cash you know what you do with that kind of money buy a bunch of great weed fucking forgive student loan debt yo yes sorry (laughs) also also, yes buy a bunch of great weed um well that's how they paint us right they paint us as like these hippie stoner like goofballs who were like i'd buy a bunch of weed if i had a but that's also when we're like no you should get rid of student loan debt they're like these hippies again with their crazy ideas yeah their ideas are great hippies ideas are all great yeah you know like take care of everyone solve the climate crisis free health care for all forgive student loan debt fuck the man these are all great ideas really nice you know we're on our way fuck the man seriously especially this year that fucking whoever the man is that you think should be fucked fuck that guy well said so i just want to in our story shout out some statistics from leafly that americans purchased 18 billion in weed in 2020 which is 7.2 billion more than the previous year and it was the pandemic effect that obviously with COVID-19 fucking hitting everyone so hard, people needed the medicine and also just a way to stay calm. Oh, flames. Flames. <clears throat> and what saved the industry was when cannabis was declared essential, um, online ordering and curbside pickup were what really saved the industry and home delivery too, if you have that available. The power of the people saved the industry. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Fuck and customers yes. bought 25% to 40% more cannabis as they were spending. So like you're going to the store with a little, you know, bigger of a shopping list. You're like, I, you know, I need my flour. I also need some tinctures and topicals and edibles and a whatever. A bath bomb. Yeah. Fucking A, right? Yeah. And um, the, just basically that uh, nine states more than doubled their sales. There's all this cool info in this great story. So it's at leafly.com. Shout out to our friends at Leafly. Thank you also for all the great fucking data that Leafly provides. If you need to know about weed, that's the best place to just go and look it up. 100%. Yep. 100%. So, I like to story. make different snowflake strains on that website. Yeah. Do you think that the government deeming it essential, but then the... It, it them was state co- by state, though. Right, but they co-signed, they co-signed it without actually doing anything. Like, mm. the government co- gave a co-sign, but was like, it's still federally legal, but we're going to... Right. We're going to, on our... On our on our nameplate, we're gonna like stitch it in. On on our on our family crest, we're gonna stitch it in, but we don't <laughs> believe in it yet, you know. Um, but do you think them doing that helped people try it for the first time during this pandemic, and oh. it, it kind of broke down a little bit of propaganda? I hope so. I know for a fact that there were people. I mean, friends of mine who were like, you know what, I can't drink. Like, I just can't do that thing where I'm locked by myself in my apartment and I'm getting drunk. I yeah, can't fucking yeah. do it. But I need something to take my anxiety away. I need something to help me sleep. I need something to just like ease my fucking aching joints because my shoulders are next to my fucking ears all the time because I'm so fucking stressed. Yep. And you know, what can help that fucking weed man? Cannabis. It's amazing. It's so healing no matter how you're using it. That's such a big lesson too from this year. Like I really learned that it's truly medicinal right? for me, even though I'd never claimed to be a medical patient, but a edible at night just to help me like shut mm-hmm. my mind's eye. Yep. Dear God. I had the best time doing a dab, which I normally don't do, and I watched Booksmart, and I like had a like a weird revelation <laughs> that night. You That's know? the like, best. It's true. It's been magical. So it would be interesting to look up the stats of because I think alcohol must have skyrocketed this year as well. I don't see any reason it wouldn't have, but I do love that neck and neck. The sixty-seven percent growth this year, mm-hmm. um, like seeing that growth next to alcohol growth will at least hopefully prove the supply and demand that these motherfuckers continue to say isn't there mm. for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, they keep using that goddamn tactic of like, well, let's let, let's take a little look at the numbers. Yeah, and, sure. Let's look at the data. What do we actually know about this? Yeah. Nothing, because you made it fucking illegal so nobody can fucking study it, you fucks. Yeah, fucks. So legalize that shit. <laughs> also, fuck you, Kevin Sabat. Who's that? Ugh, he's just the worst. He's like this fucking anti-weed crusader, but he does it under the guise of like being concerned about public health and stuff. That's how Eddie Izzard, this fucking LGBTQ alliance, just came for fucking Eddie. You know, you wow. saw that big post Eddie Izzard did. Eddie Izzard wants to use the pronouns she and hers and be she and hers from now from here on out. Yes. Fucking and awesome. This fucking fake ass LGBTQ uh um, place tweeted at him and was like, we know so many people are outraged at the way you said you wanted to go about this, like really gassing him up and just leading with these bullshit questions in a tweet. And it was like, would love to have you come on as a zoom to explain yourself further for the cause. And then all these people came for this tweet, looked up the Alliance and it is all anti-gay, anti-gay, everything. So they were trying to fucking gas him in, rope him down, tie him up and get him to come shine a light on their guy goddamn place so fucking gross it's like the fucking cuckoo 
you know, the cuckoos. Um, I'm looking up Kevin Sabet and I'm hoping he has me fucking blocked. No, here he is. But it's like that. Yeah, you know, the cuckoos are like the invasive. Are certain kinds of cuckoos? I, I don't think all. I don't want to paint all cuckoo birds as bad. Okay, okay. But there are some species of cuckoos. Just uh, to be clear, that um, lay their eggs in other birds' nests, and so those birds end up raising the cuckoo as their own and feeding them and doing all the fucking work, and what? then the cuckoo just gets to like fucking party and live their life. These are people using that fucking tactic to like get into the community and spread their fucking nonsense and then they just pop off and like they don't know the fucking damage they've done. It's terrible. So this dude, uh, Kevin Sabet, at Kevin Sabet, fuck you, block me on Twitter, please. I hate your motherfucking guts. He is trying to elevate the conversation about cannabis um, according to his bio and he is just like the most anti-weed dude ever. And I just saw Amanda Ryman, who heads up Flocana, mm-hmm. right? amazing cannabis activist. And he just blocked her and she just took a screenshot of it. And she's like, oh no. <laughs> and I was like, badge of honor. That's so fucking great. Yeah. yeah. He is a cuckoo. Yeah. He's a cuckoo. He's, it's terrible. Golly. Anyway, enough about that terrible person. Sorry. But also good to know. I think that's a key is you got to call shit like that out so people don't fall for the traps because you didn't know they were even placed in the first place. Yeah, here. Let me read it. I want to, I want to just show you the, I can't remember why he blocked her. Is it in that tweet there? Looks like Mr. Propaganda can't handle Dr. Science. Ooh, she's yeah, spicy. She is spicy. Follow Amanda Ryman. She's fantastic. And Ryman is spelled R-E-I-M-A-N. Dr. Uh-huh. Aman- Dr. Amanda fucking Ryman. Yeah, she's amazing. And anyway, yeah, he blocked her. And then she was like, Mr. Propaganda can't handle Dr. Science. Fantastic. Cool. How do we get on talking about him? Because I was thinking about how the government calling it essential, even though I hate everything going mm-hmm. on for the most part like that could break down the propaganda cycle a bit yes. as we move forward for people who are uh who that's all they know right. is that cycle and that's the only message that they've ever received and you know even in the places where there are ways to get other messaging like it doesn't necessarily penetrate when you're you know only getting the mainstream media message which this guy is fucking propagating through the fucking new york times and that kind of place yeah it's like how when i talk to my dad and i'm like i don't know where to get news from i trust no one and mm-hmm. he's like cnn uh is pretty good and i'm like <laughs> no they're just good on the other they're on for this side they're mm-hmm. good like they're not good yeah they're, the toyota commercials run that shit like, yeah none of it's good it's hard to, yeah it's been i mean i i think especially that's one of the things that COVID has really taught me in 2020 is that do your research basically like you know obviously you and i are so fucking opinionated and we have a great time getting on here and just like yapping and saying what we think our fucking everything is what the whole world is but like I definitely this year learned that, you know, that's kind of how everyone is, yeah. <laughs> including news sources. And that, the you know, the best thing to do if you really care about something is do, do your research, read and educate yourself on the other position. That's something that you taught me that Have was uncomfortable to. for me. I was like, I don't want to listen to that view that's so far away from mine that I feel uncomfortable hearing it and you're like you have to you have to it's the only you have to understand your enemy and I do look at some of them as enemies Mm. and the only way to win against a foe is to think like that foe and know how they move that's like art of warship but it's fucking truth wow and like I think the one the another beautiful poke in the can this lets some light come in (laughs) Uh would be like um, those propaganda bubbles, all of our bubbles were popped this year. And I, even though I stayed in my apartment, which felt like a chaotic bubble of hell a lot of the time because you're alone in an apartment, it popped all my bubbles and preconceived notions. And it made me push myself way farther than I have ever pushed 
than I have pushed myself for most of my past. Mm-hmm. So, you know, propaganda. How about that? Is wow. that anything? That's a new thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm full of flame, shame, and propaganda, baby. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? You got to pop that propaganda. You got to pop the propaganda. And so, uh, anyway, I feel like I'm repeating myself now about everything, but. Well, it's good because, you know, for the times that you weren't alone in your apartment, we were quarantining together at my place and you were like popping some propaganda around me that was. Frankly, like I remember we had some very serious discussions in like May and June when everything was really going on, like super like elevated national fucking crisis with the pandemic raging. And you were like, you have to listen to all of these other voices yeah, of like the right wing and, you know, just to know what's being said. And I was like, okay, weed helps. It's helped so much. Weed helps. Hate listening to Ben Shapiro was really important. Mm-hmm. It was really important. And I, yeah. I unsubscribed as soon as Biden won. Because, um, <laughs> you know, the t- I'm, I'm waiting until he gets into office, and then I'll start picking up the other side again. Yeah. But I feel like this is a nice reset gap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got to listen to that shit. You have to. Well, I am glad to take a little break from it during these holidays <laughs> and celebrating a new year and some of the good stuff that hopefully will come in 2021, even though I think things are still going to be very hard and we're also all going to have to continue to be careful for the you know coming months. I <clears throat> what do you need? Want to put things in the air with you? Let's put some. Let's put it in the air. Yeah. I um. How how do you want to do it? Do you want to do wishes, hopes, goals, and like you know what I mean? There's so yeah. many different things to put in the air, and I'm wary to put the wrong ones in. Okay. I want to be fearless, but I want to be considerate. Okay. So I don't want to wish for anything because I don't believe in wishes. Great. I also do not necessarily need to wish for anything, but I just do want to sort of like put things out there to say, you know, I, I like marking the end of the calendar year with not a resolution at all. I don't, I'm never, I've never kept a resolution. I've never made one that I've kept. I think they're there to make you feel bad so that yeah. you kind of start the new year the same way you ended the last one right. and it's just <laughs> hanging on. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's fucking hopeless. Like I'm never going to make a resolution that I can keep, but then that's not even necessarily true. I can make a resolution to like be better to myself or, you know, I don't know, fucking meditate 20 minutes a day or whatever it is. So I kind of wanted to do that kind of thing. Like I'm say some that. things that I would like that aren't like concrete. Like I want to, you know, have this thing that I have no control over happening. Okay. You know, I'm, kind of I'm with you on that. I want to, I, I can put those in the air with you. Yeah. Like holding myself accountable in a way to, you know, I can look back and be like, oh, that's right. I really did announce to Mike on the pod, like that I wanted this. Cool. I'm down. Let's do it. All right. So I want to um, meditate five days a week. Nice. Yeah. That's hard. Have you tried? I don't know if this is meditation, but got a burp. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, um, what do we always say? Oh, you know why? Cause I'm about to be honest. That's why I had to burp because oh. I, I was thinking about something negative and bad. And okay. so yeah, I, I, see, I, I saw like you get your face out. got kind of quiet. Over yeah. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Body. All right. A sneeze Let's is go a down soul this explosion road. and a burp is a shame bubble. Yeah, it is a shame bubble. Okay. Wow. Cool. Okay. <laughs> well, as we're traveling here, um, I usually, my sweet spot is between 4.30 and 6 p.m. where I need to lay on my bed for 20 to 28 minutes and just dip down and fill up the pitcher and drink it up so that I can keep going for the second half of the night. So Ah. that's my meditation that I usually do Mm -hmm. at least five times a week, but that's not the same as what you're describing, I don't think. I think it is. 
yeah I mean I think it is whatever you need it to be just 20 minutes of stillness with no screens and hopefully finding a sense of calm and you know whatever whatever that looks like for you so I think it is okay cool so we're both gonna do that then yes okay it's your turn again then because that was also mine (laughs) (laughs) um I want to um take care of my fucking body I just want to do whatever that looks like to like you know I just started like some exercising in the past couple of months that has made it's just made me feel so much fucking better and I just want to continue doing that and I know it's like kind of a lame thing to say but you know just like even like tiny little Pilates sessions there's this great Pilates I'll put it in the show notes there's this great Pilates account on Instagram that I follow that um she does like five or six minute little mini, mini, mini sessions. Ooh. And it's fucking great. It's like against your kitchen counter in the morning, you know, while your coffee brews and you just do like little push ups against your kitchen counter. Or I just did one the other day and my intercostal muscles are still sore from it. Where are those? The ones between your ribs. Those are called intercostals? I believe so. Cool. Okay. I think so that's yeah. awesome to learn. Yeah. So, um, you know, just that kind of stuff, like little, the teeny doable things. I like that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go the not the other way, but I'm going to go bigger <laughs> with a goal like that. Okay. Because uh, I bought running shoes. Ooh. And uh, I want to do more 30-day challenges. Because when I did that 30-day challenge this year of apartment-friendly exercising, and I have a friend, shout out Nikki, who did it for 30. Dude's looking lean and sexy and sinewy. Shout out to him. Um, the The trackable immediate growth of uh-huh. a 30-day challenge is something that I can dedicate myself to because it doesn't feel like forever and right. it's validating me on the daily. Wow. And so to to do that and see such dramatic change and feel like I completed something, and it was only 30 fucking days, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I want to do a bunch of those. So I bought running shoes. I want to do a running 30-day challenge I just found. I want to find other... Um, like weightlifting one so that I can bulk. Like I want to do some of those. So if I'm just going to call it out right now in a year, 30 day challenges, I'm not going to do one every single, but maybe every other month. Yeah. You know? Okay. Like six of them this coming year. Heck yeah. Do you follow Dan Lamort on Twitter? Yeah. Oh, shout out Dan. Fucking Dan Lamort is such like huge inspiration all year long. Mm -hmm. All fucking year. And a huge stoner, a great stand-up comedian and just started running. What is he up lost now? 280 pounds or something? Something Something amazing. He feels great. He's, you know, like daily writing about it on Twitter is where I get all of the info about what he's up to. He's been running like marathons and yeah, he's just awesome. So Fucking, yeah. Get, yeah. You know, get your body into a place where it feels good for you, I guess. Mm-hmm. However that is, in whatever way. Like I mean, tiny, I... Sh- I'm, do- I'm, I'm doing tiny push-ups while the coffee brews. That's amazing. <laughs> Great. Know, like T-Rex arms push-ups. <laughs> Truly, like, just standing against a counter and pushing myself six inches away from it and then back again. The idea of, of like, being like, I'm just not going to lean doesn't yeah. sound like so much <laughs> of an just, exercise. Just stumble out to the coffee, put it on, and then put my entire body weight onto my boobs and my crossed arms as I lean there and moan until the coffee is ready. <laughs> and then like shuffle my way back to the fucking bed or the couch. I'm just not going to do that. Right. That sounds good. That sounds really good. Great. <laughs> Thanks for your support, Mike. <laughs> Oh, man. Another one for me is I would like to set an alarm. Oh. And get up sometimes. Okay. That's a good goal. 
That's it. Put that in the air. Putting it in the air. Great. Do, you have, like, a, do you have a time? Do you have a specific time? When I don't time? set my alarm, my sweet spot is 1030. Oh, okay. Ooh, I want to hear people's sweet spots. What's your sweet spot for waking up? What's your If you don't set an alarm, what's your wake up sweet spot? That would be awesome to learn from our, um, our listeners and friends. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. had a freaking weird thing happen lately where no matter what, I wake up at 530. No matter what. Wow. Yeah, it's not to Not to get up, but you have a wake-up moment I have at 5.30. Even if I went to bed at 3, which is more often than, than not the fucking case. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm an up late person, always. It's crazy because that kind of wake-up and you're aware of it, too, means you weren't even at, like, the deepest of depths yet. Like, you nope. kind of, like, you were about to put your head under and instead you got out. It's like a fully coming awake from sleep and then being just, yeah, it's like, it's it's unfortunate. Five thirty, and then idea. what happens at five forty-five? Then I, I lie awake until about like six forty-five or seven o'clock. I'm usually there for like an hour and a half before I can get back to sleep, and then I sleep. You know, it's not very interesting, but anyway. I know it is because it makes me want to like armchair psychiatrist shit, which is always the most fun thing to do oh. with people that you care about. Yeah, you want to armchair diagnose me, right? Of course, and be like, well, the reason for that is you're obviously very stressed <laughs> out. <laughs> Sometimes I like to, when I'm, I think about times like that and I feel like it's my brain untangling itself from the screens Mm -hmm. and it has to like, be like, where did, where do all these wires go? And it has to kind of pull the wires out of the wall that are all crisscrossed and all over the place. And it kind of has to like put the box away for you to sleep. And that's kind of how I picture my brain if I'm on my phone too, too close to wanting to go to bed. Yep. Yeah. If I can get that. So what right. setting an alarm, ten thirty. I'm sorry you wake up at five thirty. That's okay. Um I'll figure it out. Yeah, of uh, course you will. <laughs> setting alarms. Um I want to microdose more and more consistently. Nice. Um, with psychedelics and just see where they you know, in another three months kind of revisit what that's like. Can we go deeper into that? Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you to microdose more? It means just like to start another, like I was microdosing this fall and I did a month of um, microdosing every third day with psilocybin. Okay. And at the end of that month, I kind of journaled about it and was like, that was fucking super useful. It got oh, me nice. through like a interesting period after you and I came back from Port Townsend where we were this summer and we came back to Los Angeles and I was like, I need to shake things up. I need to move my body more. I need to sort of like just reset a bunch of things and so I started microdosing with psilocybin and that month honestly was sort of like a turning point in in this whole year for me wow yeah it was neat I also quit drinking for that month which was really helpful absolutely so yeah it was a really cool month and it really um lightened a lot of depression and anxiety that I had um surrounding a a bunch of stuff not just COVID related and uh it was just really useful and um instructive for me to use psychedelics in that way for the first time really truly like following a schedule and not just because normally I would just be like I just need a reset and I'm just going to go to Laguna Beach and eat a bunch of mushrooms on the beach under the full moon for my birthday yeah I'm like you I just want to blow it out yeah totally so this was very you know with microdosing you're not getting high and you're not um you know you're going about like your life you're just using it as this medicine and it was really great so I'm going to start again in the new year that sounds so good yeah it seems like, and I'm sure there's a million books out there and someone listening to this is like, yeah, dude, but <laughs> it seems like 30 days is a great amount of time to dedicate to anything. 
Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Duh. <laughs> Let's start a podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what a month is. It's your opportunity to do something. And that's why the year is divided up into 30 days at a time. Would seem that that is a unit of time that people agreed upon many moons ago. <laughs> a month is a good stretch. <laughs> literally a stretch like you can stretch yourself you can stretch your body you could plant your crops (laughs) you could you know do that thing (laughs) be sober or whatever okay so you're saying i didn't create time okay word you didn't invent the month (laughs) (laughs) mike laser 30 days seems like a good event yeah for quite a while (laughs) oh my fucking god okay (laughs) like some pharaoh just opened his mummy sarcophagus and was like yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> we thought about that a long time ago and invented the calendar. <laughs> Great. Um, another 30 day, though, that I have mm-hmm. is um, I'd like to not bite my nails for 30 days straight Ooh. up. That would be a dream come true because that's one for me that I feel like if I could do 30, then I can do 45. And if I can do 45, I can do forever. Mm-hmm. It's actually, I think... Uh, Heather Newman's the one who told me this, uh, that it's it takes 60 days to create an effective habit, maybe. Okay. There is a span of time that I believe is longer than a month where you really like learn something and then set it. That's it. Um, have you ever tried the... Uh, I'm, like that's such random useless information. I didn't even just tell you anything. It's no, because if I can do 45, <laughs> then my goal should be 60. And right. 60 could be a Forever. change in my brain pattern. Yeah. Yes. And that's awesome. Have you ever... Like what do you do to not bite your nails? Do you have any ticks and... Ticks and trips. I I usually um, I'm usually just alone in here and yell and say like words out loud because my brain gets too caught up inside myself and I see myself reaching to bite my nail to relieve the pressure inside me like a pressure cooker uh-huh. and instead I just go fuck and it's loud enough that my neighbors can hear but at least it lets the steam escape. Okay, so you bite. I'm just well aware of my triggers and my triggers are everything because I'm an anxious dude. <laughs> uh-huh. So all day long, I'm just trigger, 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 trigger. And what that works out to is me just eating my body. Ah. So I'd like to stop doing that. Cool. Yeah. I wonder if there's anything else you could do other than shouting at yourself. So you scare your How many days can I come? How many days can oh. a man jack off? Every day, I believe. Is oh, not every day. I mean, how... Not- <laughs> Not how many days is a guy allowed to jack off? I think every I mean, day if you many- want to. I'm pretty sure. It's up to you. <laughs> you can just do that as often as you like <laughs> in, in the privacy of your home. Yeah. Not, yeah. 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 Um, now, how many times a day can a human come? I have no idea. I don't know that either. Have you ever like tried to go for a record or anything? I think I my like record every guy yeah, has to have a totally. thing where he's like, how many, how many times can I do this? I think it was like five if I'm if I thought it was six, I feel like I'd be lying. I feel like five is probably it. That's a lot. Is it? Congratulations. Thank you. I don't know. I feel like it's a lot. Well, I don't know, but I want to look up how many times a day a, a no, human can come. No, you can't look things up right now. Well, okay. <laughs> Damn it. We just need people to write in or or uh, DM us and tell us what's the number. What's the most amount? What's the most amount? What's the biggest? How many times have you come in a day? Okay, so wait. I need to know people's non-alarm wake up time mm-hmm. and how many this podcast is not okay <laughs> it's a loose mix <laughs> tell me what i don't want to know how many times people come do you i i imagine there are people out there who could do it many times you think multiple so multiple times yes 
I mean, women can have multiple orgasms and it's awesome. Can I ask you about that? Sure. Here's something I've never looked up, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. When you say multiple orgasms, yes. does that mean like like if I was skipping a rock, the first skip is a big fat skip and then <laughs> it's like little ones after it until the rock finally settles at the bottom of the lake? It, that's what I picture when I hear the word multiple orgasms. Is oh, that what it is? I don't pretend to speak for anyone other than me. I have never studied it, so I don't know what other women's experiences are. I think that having multiple climaxes is something that not everyone gets to experience. So if you do fucking great. Yeah. Um, when I've had it happen, it has been, um, yeah, kind of like there's a, like there's that. like a, it's not a refractory deal. It's a no. all in one moment followed by more moments. Yeah, I don't even know what a refractory moment would be. Like it breaks apart somehow? Um, no, in dudes to get hard again, yeah. like the length of time between hards is uh-huh. called your refractory period. Oh. So that is like, th- that's the time between. That's so funny. I just had the weirdest little image in my head of not refractory, but refactory where all the sperm like has to go get back to work <laughs> yeah. and they all put on little helmets <laughs> and they all like march it back into the factory and like clock back in and they're like, the know. dick becomes a conveyor belt and they're yep. just like, whoop. And they're like, whoop, back to work. Back hey, to- Bob, how's it going, Stan? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I totally refactory refactory like the sperm refactory uh-huh yeah mm-hmm. until it, it reaches levels of full like a life like, bar we're full again guys and then they get to pull the lever and they're like Wee! No, yeah it's the whistle <laughs> Wee! they all put their ar- little sperm arms up going down the slide Wee! Yeah. oh damn that's um, fun as hell to the refactory I'm sorry to interrupt that was just like a weirdly clear moment if you moment. didn't interrupt me with that do you know how furious oh so I don't know about uh, refractory or refractory moments for um, women with multiple climaxes, but in my experience, the big one, the first is the hardest to get to. Mm-hmm. And then once you sort of experience that, it's like your whole body becomes sort of like a waterbed and it's still kind of undulating. And then okay. another one can kind of hit oh. if everything's going well. Sure, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's really lovely. And I've had it happened that way it feels great that's really cool yeah okay neat so it's more aftershocks than no it's like a full-on another climax it's just it's easier to it's like it's like (laughs) if the if the orgasm is a waterbed and when you start out it's frozen and then getting to the climax is like unfreezing the waterbed and everything is kind of moving around Mm. then it's just easier to have the second one because you don't have to unfreeze the waterbed a second time. That's an amazing that description. Metaphor makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Okay. That's so cool. Because your body comes becomes sort of like juicier and looser. Yeah. Like a waterbed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shout out weed. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another one. We don't have to do a million um, goals for this year, but that's a that's a couple that have definitely been on my mind. Yeah, and orgasms is a great way to wrap wrap it all up. Yeah, May everyone is. have orgasms in twenty twenty one. Yeah, lots of them. Lots of them for world peace. Straight up. Yep. Yeah, everyone. That's such a beautiful way to sign a card. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a nice? Wishing you orgasms in twenty twenty one for that's world a... peace. Yes. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I'm changing my email handle. Or whatever the thing is, instead of sent from my own iPhone. Uh huh. Wishing wish, you orgasms. Wishing you orgasms. Yeah. That's so that is, nice. That is really nice. Yeah. Very positive. Huh. Dope. I like these ideas so much. So do I. What else is popping? 
I don't know. What else is popping? Well, do we got? I can I do a quick plug? Oh, please. What do you have to plug? Um, if you're listening to this on the day that we record it, Wednesday, or uh, the day we release it, Wednesday, December 30th, I'm doing a show at 8 o'clock Pacific time, which is left time. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a Two show at 8 o'clock. Two hours ahead of Hawaii. Yeah, I'm doing a show at 8 o'clock left mm-hmm. um, for the uh, LA Food Bank. So all ticket sales, all proceeds, all everything, everything, everything. Tickets are five bucks. Donate what you can. It's all everything. All that money is going to the LA Food Bank. And the premise is 50 comedians are telling the worst joke they wrote of 2020. Oof. And there is some heinous fucked up shit out there that we are all embarrassed to put out there on blast but the hosts uh babs and dave are hilarious and they riff with you and the whole thing is just a big party and celebration of um those times that you're a failure but you're trying the positive vibes are right and it all goes to a great cause so if you're around at eight o'clock tomorrow today if you're around uh please come hang where do people find out information to come and hang? Is it in your... It'll be in the show notes. I'll be posting all about it. And cool. it's also um, at Bonfire, which is, I think, kind of like a Zoom sitch, but better. Ooh. So, yeah. I'm so excited to come and check it out. I can't wait. Oh, man. i baked and watch it from home in my underwear. Yeah. It's going to be great. Nice. <laughs> nice. Heck yeah. Yep. I'm going to make myself a hot fudge sundae and get high and watch your comedy. Anti comedy. Thanks. Oh, the under. Yeah, the anti comedy. Yeah. That's why I have to be like in my underwear with a hot fudge Sunday for mm, it. Dang. To tolerate it. <laughs> <laughs> you just like lick the spoon and point at the screen. You're like, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not today. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, fuck. Um, well, we have some friends to shout out who have some cool things going on. Oh, man. That's yeah. right. Uh, I, Lauren Hurt, our friend Lauren, got married. And fucking just congrats, Lauren and Sean. Lauren took the photo of us that we use for absolutely everything. It's the duo photos. The Yeah, the Dutch Masters inspired like painting of a photo that Lauren took for us when we started this podcast because she was listening and she just was called us and was like, let's do a photo shoot. And we had the best time. And Lauren's just a fucking incredible, magical human. We did an ep with her where she told us all sorts of cool stuff about... I think her Instagram's at Lauren Hurt Photography. Lauren Hurt Photography. Yeah. Yep. Got hitched, huh? Got hitched. To a really, really solid dude. Yep. They fucking just ran away and did it. So congratulations, you two. Yeah. And also congratulations to Brad Bogus, friend of the show, friend in real life, friend in my heart and yours. Uh, his wife and he had a baby. Miles. Wait, he was our butt of the week last week. Yep. She was about to push. Yep. And she pushed. Yep. <laughs> she did it. Fucking, they have the most beautiful baby, Miles. And uh, yeah, the whole thing just is so incredible. He's hot too. Yeah, the baby. Yeah, good looking <laughs> baby. baby. Hot baby. Yeah, it's a hot baby. Congrats, guys. <laughs> you got a hot baby. <laughs> <laughs> you do. That's how you should do. Like you should be signing greeting cards. Hope you have great orgasms and hot babies and hot babies. <laughs> also, way to go, fucking a fresh baby for the new year. You know, get rid of that weird old diaper baby. Mm-hmm. Now, fresh new hot baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, we have buds of the week. Anything else before we wrap? Yes. Okay. Um, because I was going to do like one of those buds of the week where it's like, it's everybody, man. Sure. And it felt like a cop out, to be mm. honest. Because if it's for everyone, then it's kind of for no one. 
And I don't like the idea of being disingenuous when it comes to not only this show, but the people who choose to listen to it. So instead of doing a Buds of the Week like that, I would just like to say on a very personal level that getting to do this with you every week, Mary Jane, has made my life 10 million times better than it was before this. And the fact that everyone listening to this right now, whether you're a new listener, an old listener, a friend, a family member, um, I don't know. Like, I don't know what dogs can hear and understand. They just seem to look up a lot. I just thank you truly for fucking with us. It has changed. I've gotten to see the world and I've gotten to make new friends and I've gotten to get things out there that I'm passionate about on ears that I hope makes a difference. So I will just kind of end the year on something like that. Wow. Yeah. So it is everybody who's listening, but I'm the reason that it's happening. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Just wanted to like get a little bit of that shine that you started shining my way. And I was like, yeah, yeah, keep going. Yeah. You love this podcast because I'm here. It was like you're being interrogated and they turned the light away and it's like, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Back over here. Hi. Yeah. You were saying how much you like me and how much you like doing this podcast with me. Cool. Keep going. No, no. Why are you stopping? Keep talking. I love hearing about how much you like me. I do. I really, really do. <clears throat> Let me shine that light back. Good. I'm glad I forced you to say it. <laughs> I like you too. That's another goal. Oh, what That's is? That's a good 2021 goal. What? Um, <laughs> to like say shit. <laughs> <laughs> to like force people to say things. Yeah. Great. I've, I'm super into it. I'm all about it. Yeah. I'm all about forcing people to say things and then sitting back and listening. Ooh. And watching them unwind. You've you got to get on Clubhouse, Mary Jane. No. I'm telling you. No. Yes. Nope. Give it a shot with me. Let's smoke a joint and check out Clubhouse <gasps> once, twice, to. three times. I, <laughs> three times a lady? <laughs> I don't want to because... It's not homework. It doesn't... There's no likes yeah. and there's no things. So it's it's not a validation loop that feels like you've trapped yourself in a social media hell of homework where if you don't do it you don't exist isn't it just people talking yes which is yeah. why it's so it's such a relief to be on an app that is open-ended without any kind of causality okay i just don't know if i want to be in chat rooms with people saying stuff right now but i will try it i, I will try you. it i, I need to smoke that. a joint and i need to do it with you i'm not going to do it by myself so okay Deal. Deal. Okay. Handshake. Sometime. Cool. At some point in the next 12 months. <laughs> That's a good one. I'll take that. I will do it. Oh, yeah. I don't need more than that. I'm All just right. glad that you'll give it a whirl with me. Of course I will. And I fucking like doing this podcast with you. And thank you so much. I do have a butt of the week as well. You do? Yeah. Wait, that wasn't my butt though. Oh, that wasn't? No. Because okay. it, felt, it, felt, it felt like a like Hallmark movie bullshit to make a butt of the week. And and everyone, oh, bud. Yeah. Like we're all pieces we love of the plant. Everyone, we love it all. Spinning on this bright blue sphere, <laughs> pale blue dot, man. It's all good. <laughs> pale blue dot. It's all dot, good. Dot, it's dot, not good. Dot, Nothing's good. Everything's dot. terrible. But we are okay, and that's the fucking difference. Like we're not pretending that everything's good. In fact, I think you and I are regularly just on here yelling about how everything's bad, but probably that's helpful and it means that we're going to get through it and we are going to be okay and things are good in many ways. So it's recognizing that, you know, heard word truth. Yeah. Who's your butt of the week? My butt of the week. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, and I have an Instagram post that I want to talk about too. Oh, what? <clears throat> For real? 
Yeah, let me say that really. I just put it on my IG story today, and I thought it was so fucking funny. Our friend Natalie sent it to me, and um, it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> it's a tweet from uh, someone named Sarah Gailey, Gailey at Gailey Frey. Anyway, it just says, great news. I found the cure for my anxiety. All I need is for everyone I know to tell me definitively that they aren't mad at me once every 15 seconds forever. <laughs> <laughs> you just did that to me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, you mad now, Mike? Do you still like me? <laughs> do you like me enough to do a podcast every single fucking week with me in perpetuity forever and ever? Amen. <laughs> yeah, because I need this uh-huh. validation. That's a good fucking earnest. That's an honest one. Yeah. I mean, shit, you know, that's all we need. Weed, orgasms, world peace, and everyone to tell everyone else that they like them just fine every 15 seconds. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a nice place? That's the whole planet awesome. was just like, I like you. I like you too. Hey, Bob. I like the idea that like, uh, like 1984 part two <clears throat> right. is a spin on its head where it's positive growth. Right. Totally. But that's also terrifying though. There are some people who are like, I, want, I don't want that. I never want that. Who doesn't want orgasms? And to be told they're liked. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's someone out there who's like, that, that sounds like hell. Right, but they're just saying that... I want to that, whip myself and never come and never be liked. And that's my happiness. Paul Bettany. Oh, yeah, we just watched Da Vinci Code. That's why I'm thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, I got you. But even he's hot as shit, so what are you going to so do? beautiful. Don't you think that he and Jennifer Connelly just like wake up in the morning and they're like, my God. I had such a crush. I still have such a crush on her. She's insanely look beautiful and such a fucking good actor. Yeah. Those eyes, you know? She's yeah. got like wolf eyes Ooh, well described they're so beautiful absolutely yeah mm. um well, i feel like we solved a couple problems this this episode i do too okay my butt of the week sure is someone who solved a huge fucking problem for me eric hagan hair fucking genius dear friend just like one of the most wonderful humans that i have met in my fucking lifetime also fucking took my hair from like crazy I didn't even know what to do with it I was like I'll just wear hats all the time to hair that I'm having such a good time with I'm having a great time being blonde it looks amazing and I've seen you try a bunch of different looks with it and each of them you're nailing they look great thanks thank you so much I'm just so grateful to Eric for like being incredible and also seeing clients safely through all of this insanity I know it can't be easy to be anyone who's working he bet on himself so hard because when I saw him he was like I just built this hair washing thing at my house outdoors like he really bet on himself and then um, thrived. Yeah. That's so cool. It was just, yeah, really amazing to see a friend who has like built up this incredible clientele and does such beautiful work be like totally fucking walloped by COVID and then be like, I'm going to figure it out. And he figured it out and I just love him. So follow him at EJ Hagen on Insta. He does the most glorious hair and, um, I love you, Eric. And also shout out to everyone who, uh, you know, is small business owners and workers and just people who are fucking struggling right now. Yes. You know, Big fucking hug at the end of this fucked up year to Fuck everyone. Yeah. Man, I wish I could give you all the money in the world and make you all an omelet. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. What ingredients you want, girl? I got um, you. Oh, I want ham Swiss. Oh, you're not asking me. Yeah, I do. Oh. Uh, What's ha- your omelet ingredients? Weirdly, like ham, Swiss cheese, and mushrooms is what popped into mind. And I'm not even eating meat that much right now, but... That sounds great, though. Sound I, good? Yeah, I think Swiss is the number one cheese for egg. Yeah. I, I like it. used to be like cheddar or just a sloppy nacho on it, but really... Um, to bring it all back to Hempwick 
yeah. high society. Uh-huh. I think Swiss feels very elitist to me. Weird. And it's also the best for an egg. It's the melt factor. Mm. Why does it feel elitist to you? Because it's so crazy. It has holes in it, but it costs more. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's bananas. And it has a taste that isn't um, natural because it's natural. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's got that funk. Yeah. Yeah, that Swiss funk. Swiss is an elite cheese. Okay. Yeah. It almost feels of of occasion if I'm having it. Oh, like you're being fancy if you're putting Swiss cheese on that sandwich? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Um, I agree with you on the Swiss, though. Got to do the melt factor. On my omelet, I would do bacon, Ooh. but tiny, tiny, crispy bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, like crumble? Yeah, like a bacon crumble. Okay. I love chicken breast in an omelet. I love Weird. like chunks, like dice-sized chunks of chicken breast. Okay. Oh, so good. Swiss. And um, there's something really gross but fun about like wilted spinach inside <gasps> of a fucking omelet. That. Really? Yeah. 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 Very French, minus the chicken breast. But uh, yeah, that sounds fucking good. What, what's your What's your side? Oh, tiny crispy cubes of potato. Same oh. size as the chicken breast. I'm I, like cube breakfast for me is where it's at. I okay. love everything in cubes, and I'll eat all of them if they're on my plate. Okay. Like a new, what's it called? A new potato? A day potato? What's that called? <laughs> a baby potato? Yeah. Hot baby. Hot baby. Yeah, it's a little hot baby. <laughs> you want a side of hot babies? <laughs> <laughs> we should open up a pop-up called Hot Babies. Hot Babies is dope. <laughs> it, is, it is like cute little kids yep. looking over their shoulder holding ham. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just had like the fucking deepest like physical craving like I might have to go home and make this for myself fucking tonight of that diner hash brown that's like shredded potato and then done on the fucking flat top that's so good the crispiness of that is the craziest and that's i don't really love ketchup on stuff but ketchup on those with a ham and swiss and mushroom omelet fuck you're sending me back to chicago diner coffee yes oh did you ever hear the john mulaney bit where he played what's new pussycat 900 times on the jukebox and it closed his first album have you heard that no oh it's the best story you've ever heard and it's about the nickel diner and i used to eat there every saturday morning before interning at improv olympic i would go over there and i would get an omelet and those fucking potatoes you're talking about crispy flat shredded griddle Mm -hmm. and a ton of tubs of uh ketchup and i would just intern at improv olympic and eat those fucking every saturday morning oh so fucking good. There's a place in Montreal, I hope it's still open, it's called Cosmos, and it's in NDG, which is a neighborhood uh, in Montreal that from where I used to live, it was like a trek to get there, and we used to go to Cosmos for their fucking breakfast, like we would, you know, go across the city on buses for an hour hungover as shit, because it was so fucking good, line out the door, yep. and those fucking potatoes. Man. I'll never forget. That's so nice, yeah. and, a, and a hungover potato is better than a normal potato a hungover potato is like from angels mm-hmm. on high mm-hmm. you can hear god singing <laughs> just like you're welcome oh. yeah it's great <laughs> i um uh my butt of the week this week i had one but i can i do can i go rogue and do one and a shout out okay a shout of the week yeah all right so my course. butt of the week this week is my fucking grandma sally um she is just She's someone in my family who gets me and I get her, and I th- am thankful for that. She also turns 90 in January, and she was alone because of COVID 
for Christmas. And so we talked a million times throughout the day and it just felt really good to kick it with my grandma. So she's my butt of the week. That's who I want to end 2020 on. Heck yeah. Yeah. And Sally. my Sally fucking, she was like, hold on, let me turn down Perry Mason. <laughs> like all she does is watch old movies from when she was not 90 and Perry Mason. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. She's like everything. Why would I want to see Marvel when, you know, some, when I, when I see a train coming at the screen, that's basically like a Marvel movie. <laughs> Man, she's awesome. That's so cool. She's fucking cool. Wow. Um, and she's in Chicago, too. Shout out. Yeah. All these little connections at the end. Um, and my shout out is to the Hollywood Handbook. Because on my vision board this year, one of the things was be on my favorite podcasts. And I'm not ashamed to say it now. It just felt very nerdy at the time. But when we got to do Doughboys, I looked at my vision board that I'm staring at right now and was like, Fuck. Like they were on my vision board for us to be on this year. And Hollywood Handbook just left Earwolf and they're doing only Patreon now. I don't want to guess why they left their contract or why they parted ways with Earwolf, but they are only doing Patreon. And that feels good because I want to support podcasts that I fuck with. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't feel like it's too late to be on Hollywood Handbook one day, which is a goal. But I am excited for big podcasts that I've enjoyed before I ever started one with myself becoming independent and betting on themselves again. And I want to support that. Yeah. So I'm excited for these networks to lose something great and then see where it can take them on their own. Yeah. Independent podcasting. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, you know, buck, buck the studio system. Just like, you know, so many wonderful filmmakers have done. They're like, I'm just going to actually do it on my own because you guys are crushing my dreams. So straight up. up. (laughs) Yeah. I can't take another note. Yep. That goes against the note you said before this note. Right. I'm not doing any fucking rewrites. I'll be over here doing it on my own. Uh, Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And then when I make it and it's glorious and it's a hit because I believed in me, Fuck you. Fuck you. And I'll do it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. Yeah, totally. So that's my shout out is Hollywood Handbook. Um, Can't wait to support you in the new year. And uh, yeah. Fucking dope. There we go. All right. Uh, This might be a wrap, right? You want to call it? I mean, yeah, I kind of do. I'm excited to like get some fucking food in the oven and get into those PJs tonight and like continue to enjoy these holidays. Hell you know? yes. Hell yes. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to also just really quickly say thank you to my fur fam for just like keeping me fucking cozy this year. I slept last night under a weighted blanket with Archie at my right hip and Bobo at my left shoulder. And I woke up feeling so safe and protected and taken care of. And I was like, thanks guys. Thank you. So, you know, they know they're loved. That's it. Yeah. Damn right. All right, right. Mary Jane. Uh, Bye, everyone. Bye. We'll see you next year. Thank you.